You say whatever it is you need to say before I fuck this whole podcast up. Okay. <laughs> um. Exactly, Negros Pedasosos. Just lazy, lazy ass niggas, you know what I'm saying? Pretty much. Maybe we're just tired in our DNA. Why right, do these niggas right. exist? That's what I'm saying, like, two hours. Let, let, me, let me find out you read something. Yo. No, 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 no. Last Words Podcast. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, what, we what is here. that? <laughs> it's energy. Episode 25 is what it is. Because I came in here and, I, you know, it's my day <laughs> off. It's my my days off. One of my beautiful days off. And I'm loose off the, off the mimosa. So, oh, yeah. so, yeah. So, we're going to have one uh, today. I'm speaking. My name I'm, is Keon. My name is Earl Lonnie Hooks, <laughs> aka Young One with himself. You already know the vibes. Ah. Um, what's so up, man? What's popping? Ah, not much, man. You know, it's just it's my day off, just like yours. Um, I'm chilling. Been up little, all little, morning. Little, little gloomy outside. Yeah, it's definitely a little gloomy. One one of the days you just sort of sit in the house and relax, <laughs> and chill. I've been helping my son with homework all pretty much all day and no that's all right man i'm sure there are plenty of people that empathize with you no one no parent out there was just ready to take on the role nah, of a we, role we, of a teacher we were we are not equipped we are not equipped at all but um you know it's it's just interesting you know because you know what they they're learning differently these days and they're teaching differently these days i don't need, i just don't know how they can expect a lot of parents to just kind of like, just, just figure it out, just on like like the drop they, of a dime. You know, they're, pro- they're probably expecting you to figure it out because there's no other options. <laughs> like, I guess so. <laughs> it's like okay, you cannot figure it out. You're gonna have this dumbass child Yo, <laughs> walking around here in this already dumbass world, and we're just gonna see what comes out of that. So you better figure it out. <laughs> you better fucking figure it out. Nah, we're we're you know we're 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 getting into it. It's. It was it was a struggle in the beginning, but I'm definitely I'm just you know I'm learning how to teach him. You know, what's the I'm, most embarrassing thing that you've had to relearn since teaching, <laughs> since reteaching these things to yourself and uh, clearly to your son? Um, long division. I oh, like God. I yeah like uh, I was I was doing some long division and I was just like, damn, am I supposed to drop this number down? Right now, or does this one come over first? Like, right, I, right. <laughs> like, you know, I don't Long know. We, division. I haven't had to write any division out, and like, even if I wasn't doing, like, I probably wasn't doing huge, huge numbers right. if I was doing it in my head. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, of course, yeah, no. It's 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 crazy. But um, I commend teachers, man. You guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, people are gonna start respecting other people's crafts. Yeah. People do not respect people's crafts enough. People just always think because someone is really good at what they do and they make it look so easy that it's clearly an easy thing. Like, oh, I could eat, I could get into this. Like, look at him. He's doing it. Yeah. No, it's not like that at all. Teaching. But um, I also just got out of, out of a fight with a jar of mangoes <laughs> and the shit's whooped my ass. I could not open them joints. <laughs> Look at the look at, look at the the domestic troubles that you're Duh. having. <laughs> <laughs> like I could not get them joints open. Everybody was waiting for me. Everybody was like, "Yeah, mangoes." Everybody was ready. Couldn't get them shits open. I I ran it under the hot water and everything. 
<laughs> Again, look at yeah, look at your issues. Go get you a real mango and chop a mango up. <laughs> You'll never have that issue. That's that's for certain. Jesus Christ. Um. All right, man. You got you got anything? Because because if, um, if I come out the gate, I'm coming out hot. Nah, Actually, I do. I do. I have a couple of things. All right. Well, you go for it. Um. So I had to be I had to be one of those niggas the other night. Oh um, shit. Yeah. <laughs> one of those niggas that I really hate to be, and I I really don't have to do this often. But um, so I, me and Antoinette went out to Toro Toro in D.C. Um, okay. On I don't know Saturday night. Um, and it was you know we've been there before. We've had their brunch and we were really excited. So we made a reservation. I know this is super late, but our reservation was for nine p.m. Right. Oh. Yeah. But it was the latest reservation that you could make. So mm. you know it's available. We chose it. Okay. And so we get there. And so it, this is for restaurant week um, in the D.C. metropolitan area. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. And if, if you guys don't know what it is, it's just a time. They do it like twice a year. Well, they'll have like a fixed menu and it'll be like thirty five dollars per person. So you can go to some real swanky spots and like, you know, dine it up. Um, so I highly recommend it. I know they do it in August, but I know they do it in the wintertime as well. But um, so we go in there and the deal is, is it's thirty five dollars for unlimited tapas and it's an extra twenty dollars. For unlimited mojitos, margaritas, caprajinas, and sangrias. Mm. And so, you know, and it's for, um, it's unlimited, but it's only for two hours, right? Okay. So we get in there and they seat us. And as, you know, they're int- the, the waiter is introducing uh, herself and all that. Uh, waitress, I should say. Um, introducing herself. And she tells us that the cutoff time is at 945 Oh. And so we take that and, you know, she walks away and we're kind of talking about it. And we're like, huh, I wonder if they were talking about cut off for everything or cut off for drinks or maybe just cut off for food. You know? Okay. Okay. And so by this time, we've already put in an order because we feel rushed and we feel like, damn, we need to order something now because, you know. Mm-hmm. And then so that's where that's I don't know. That's where I feel like I kind of I don't want to say I crossed the line, but that's where I kind of made the decision like, oh, okay, I'm going to eat here. I ordered food. But it was just bothering me because I'm just like, man, that's bothering me. I have to ask him what he meant by that. So he comes back. Um, I'm sorry. This is the second guy that was uh, kind of talking to us at the table. Comes back and I ask him, you know, what is the cutoff for food and drinks or just one or the other? And he said just for both. And I'm just like, damn. Well, well, by this time, Earl, we'd gotten our food. It's like 920. We literally have 25 more minutes here. And so I'm just like, dog, that's just not sitting real with me. Like, I'm not about to spend like, you know, after after tip, you know, probably like 150 bucks in this joint only to be able to be here for like 30 minutes. Like, yeah. that's whack. I'm not going to. I can't do that. OK. And so. You and know, then that, and I, then that's when you transmorphed into that nigga. Yeah, I had to, I had to be one of those niggas. Like I had to tell him I was like, yo, we. Like we 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 feel like we're kind of rushed. Like we only have like twenty to twenty five minutes left to be here. Um, and quite honestly, I told him had you know had maybe you guys told us this up front, we probably wouldn't even have sat down and wasted your time. A thousand percent. When you, you know? well, when you or or better yet, when you made the reservation or that, yeah, right. <laughs> it like it wasn't anywhere on the website, nothing. And I'm just like, damn. Like I just I you know I hate to do this. And, all, and of course, by this time, food started coming out and everything. Food's just sitting on the table. And I'm just looking at it. And I'm just like, fuck. 
But still, you know, I just, I don't know. I don't usually do stuff like that. But in that situation, I just feel like I wasn't wrong for it because I feel like they definitely could have kept me up to speed on that, you know? Yeah, no, that that was the, yeah, I don't necessarily expect them to have stayed open later or whatever it is. But if you're going to give somebody the option of having a reservation that late, you should, you should still get the two hours. You should definitely, exactly. Like you can't, yeah, because yeah. there was no asterisk. Yeah. You know what I mean? That said, hey, but if you do come at nine, you got 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah. So, you know. No, that I, was just a, that was a terrible lack of communication on their yeah, part. Absolutely. Yeah, slap on the wrist for them. But um, then we just went to L'Oreal Plaza. Got them frozen L'Oreal. marks. Them frozen marks. You got that strawberry frozen mark. Strawberry it? and lime. Strawberry every time. and lime. Strawberry and lime. Every time. Gets you every time. Every time. But uh, yeah. So what's up with you? Uh, well, I'm, well, one, I wanted to come here as always say, I love everybody involved in this. You, Mikey, for people that may have missed that, that is our engineer that does everything, you know, in conjunction with quality to the instrumental in the front, just everything. He brings this all together, you know, and then serves it out to you guys, really. Uh, I love all the listeners. Again, I love all the feedback we've been getting, all the love, the loyalty, I love as creators, and if anyone's ever created anything, which you have, just think about it. (laughs) If you've ever created anything, it's just very cool to be able to put that out to people and be accepted for it. And not only accepted, but revered, you know what I mean? And cheered on for it. I think that's like, that is the dream because all we have as human beings is, is ourselves. Like that's all we can give. And no matter what medium you're creating through, All you have to give them is your feeling, your perspective, your insight, like your very unique piece of piece of the landscape. Right. Um, So that's definitely something I wanted to lead off with something to go on top of that. We come here and speak our minds about whatever's going on in the world, our experiences, what they mean to us, what it could possibly mean on a macro level and the transcendence between the micro and the macro and everything like that to try to give, you know, a more grand experience, a more grand perspective on things. We observe, we are observers without observing keenly to things. We don't we don't come here and talk for an hour to two hours on anything if you don't observe what the fuck is going on in your life. Just like how you observe that maybe you were being treated like some niggas <laughs> going into this restaurant. Like that's the that's that was your observation that that shouldn't have been the case because it could have been someone that didn't observe it. Like, oh, shit. OK, I guess this is what it is. This is what we got. This is what it is we're doing now. We have 45 minutes. Now we have 20 minutes to get the fuck to eat, drink, get the fuck out of here, right. even though even though we were promised two hours. Right. right? They would have just took it for what it was. We observe. Now, this is lighthearted where I'm going. It doesn't seem like it, but it is. I know someone that just started dating someone else. Okay. The guy I know is dating this new woman. He's very, very excited about it. I think he's been on quite a bit of a dry spell. Now he's dating someone that he felt like, and we had this conversation before, is out of his league. Uh. I observe things 
Now tell me if I'm if I'm off. I like to ask people all sorts of little weird, nuanced questions about themselves and what gets them going, why they make certain decisions. And it can go all the way down to, hey, when you got up this morning or whatever it is, you did your nails as because I don't do my nails. I don't paint my nails. Right. But there has to be something behind someone painting their nails. Like, What were you feeling when you went for that? Or, but when you pick this outfit, what were you trying to give the people? What were you trying to express through your clothing? So I ask people about the, you know, women about their nails, clothing, like, you know, what, yeah, like, what were you feeling? What inspired this? Now, I see this woman at work, the one that just started dating my friend. I see her nails. This is going to be a jump for a lot of people. People might think that I'm reaching, but I just but let's have a conversation about it. I see her nails. Her nails are black with a red symbol on it. Now, first and foremost, black for black background, red foreground or or item just seems a little seems a little dastardly (laughs) to me. It just seems like there's something malignant coming out of this. That's just the way that I look at black and red put together or whatever. It's it's, it's, giving you Marilyn Manson. It's giving you some demoniacal sort of vibes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Together in contrast. That's that. Now, the red was an icon. It was a logo. It was an item. The item was a red hourglass. That is, that is the Black Widow spider. Yeah, okay, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> that I, is the emblem. Like that is a Black Widow spider. Black body with the red little hourglass symbolism like on it. I don't know how much you know about the Black Widow, but it it can kill. It is it rarely kills, but they tell it, you. Doesn't it? Don't they eat like their partners? Oh Jesus they? Christ! See, I didn't even know anything about that. Oh wow! That 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 could or could not. I, yeah, I don't know. I do I do know that they tell you that you should seek medical attention as soon <laughs> as you're bit because because there's a very good chance that you could die or at least get a bunch of inflammation and burning and redness and all this sort of stuff, dizziness. You can get very very sick. Right. This woman has this painted on her nails. So not only am I thinking about the Black Widow. And what that could do, I'm also just thinking about time <laughs> and just just time going and feeling as though maybe if I'm in cahoots with you, I don't know when that last grain of sand is going to fall. <laughs> I don't know when the time is up. <laughs> you know what I mean? This person with this on their nails, expressing it to the world um, kind of subliminally. Yeah. They have a better idea of when that time is up for you and them. <laughs> <laughs> so these are things that I'm sort of reading about this person's nails. I'm just I'm really engrossed. I'm like, yo, like that. I, I don't I don't know if I would necessarily want to be getting involved with someone. I know this sounds it sounds a bit much because it could not be that it could just be like, oh, I just I just think it looks cool. She loves uh, spiders. It, it could it could be that. Again, I, I don't know. I could be going a little bit far, but I just like these sort of observations and see what other people sort of think about it. I, how would um, how, do um, you do you ever look into these small things when getting when getting closer to people 
Like very like small, very minute details if about I'm, them. Okay, if I'm getting closer to people, then definitely. But I'm really, really observant straight up. Like if I if I saw that, if if it was like a constant thing, like if because like we don't know is that maybe that that might have been her first time ever doing it. You know, it's the it's the first time I've seen it. First time you've seen I'll, it. I'll okay. give you that. Okay. So, so let's say that it is the first time. Where are you going with that? Where are we, where um, are we headed? I probably I, I probably wouldn't think anything of it. Oh, okay. If she constantly keeps that on her finger, I would probably ask a question about it. Like, what is that to you? Like, why do you know? Why do you always do that? You know, because mm. that's that's very specific. You know. It, yeah. So it could have meaning. It it maybe it doesn't. You know. All right. All right. I'm. Just, I just thought I'd bring it out there. I'm. <laughs> I'm. I've I've been getting into again. Like we talked about fears before. Yeah, definitely. And I, and I've just been thinking about fears. I go on dictionary.com the I other day. That, I think that one I think we I think we put that one in the vault though. I don't even know. No, that we was... did. No, that's never that's never come to fruit. Yeah, it's never came to light. <laughs> but yeah, there's definitely some there's definitely some fears out there. We can actually speak about them now that we're here. Right. Um I wasn't really thinking about it, but now that we're here. I was on dictionary.com the other day trying to look up some fucking word I saw in a book and had no idea what it was, and then and then the, the word of the day was metrophobia. Okay. I never knew what that was, but I had to click on it. It said phobia. So I was like, okay, well, what? metro. I'm, I'm already thinking in some sort of way transit. I'm thinking you know, of like, like, like city. That's- you're thi- okay, you're thinking city, metropolis. Okay, yeah. I get that. Okay, right. We're both super wrong. <laughs> oh, okay. It is the fear of poems. What? It is the extreme fear petrification of the idea or concept of poems. So if someone were to see a poem, read a poem, or even hear something from someone from someone's mouth that even remotely sounded as though a it's nursery in, rhyme. It's in <laughs> some sort of poem format. You're speaking in haiku to me. I'm terrified now. Wow. So, so again, we again we talked about it before. We can get a little bit into it right now. Fear to me is just very interesting. Like the types of things that just crawl up people's backs. No pun intended with it all coming off the spider, you know, conversation. But that thing that just give people like chills down their spine. Mm-hmm. It's just very interesting thinking about like where that had to originate from. Um, but now that we're here, and you know, we talked about it before, but the listeners didn't get to hear. Tell us, tell us about. Tell us about a practical fear that you have, as well as a ridiculous fear that will never happen to you. (laughs) (laughs) Um, A practical fear. And I'm so glad we're bringing this up, too, because the last time I spoke to you about this, there have been many moments where now I have I have a little bit more to say on mine. Okay. Yeah. So so go ahead. A practical fear, something that that can actually be applicable. To um, to your daily routine. Um, I'm gonna go with. I'll do the latter first. Go for it. What is I your know What is your ridiculous certain. ass fear that's never fear, gonna come your way? My fear is of being dragged to the bottom of the ocean <laughs> by some type of large thing. Just the feeling of helplessness, just the light 
fading <laughs> and your, your your head exploding ultimately. All due to the pressure after of the your water. Lungs fill up. Oh God! After that, after your lungs collapse and then your head and then your explodes, head explodes. And, the, and you're still sitting there watching the the, the water, the, the light fade from the surface of the water. Yeah, something just like a long tentacle coming and wrapping around your ankle and just jerking you down. Right. Yeah. Okay. Where did you? Okay. Now, if you can, you you probably have no idea. But where do you think that came from? Was this long before the Pirates of the Caribbean with the Kraken? Um. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like I've felt this way for a long time, though. Mm. Um, it's just, and it's so interesting because you love water. Like that's your I do. El- like that's your I do. element. I do love water, so it is pretty interesting. Mm. Um, I don't know, man. It it came from somewhere. <laughs> okay, I have I'll no do, idea. I'll, I'll do my ridiculous one, then you go back to your practical, right. more you more practical one. Mine, as you know, is being accosted. by by at least i'm gonna say i think five or six is really gonna give you an issue wow i really do i think five (laughs) or six is gonna give you an issue but anywhere between you know any five or six squirrels rabid squirrels and and beyond that number attacking you at once Again, I don't think that you necessarily understand this if you don't live in a place where squirrels run up on the rooftop. If you're not observant and really look at squirrels and the way that they move, the way that they fly through the trees and catch on to different things, wires, telephone poles, tree branches, they're chasing each other. They're zooming, (laughs) they're going, fuck, I don't know how many miles per hour, they're super agile. If you if you're sitting in your room and you hear these things on top of your roof scurrying around, you hear every little <laughs> yo, that sound is awesome. And that's exactly <laughs> that is it. You just you hear every little you get every little tactile sensation. Like you just hear it all, every single little claw just gripping into the fucking the, the ceiling. It's fucking ridiculous. And again, and I just think trying to fight off a large number of those going crazy is absolutely ridiculous. I'm certain I'll never come across it. But that that is a terrifying as a terrifying thought to me. Yeah. Um, What? (laughs) What did I say last time? You said that you'd fucking. What'd you say? You. I think, I think I you said, said you're just you gonna just, jump up. You have to very jump in the, in the air and just, and just fall <laughs> on the ground and just try to crush as many of them joints as you can. Their bodies are small. Their bones will break. If you have to do this, do it. I feel like it'll work. No, I think so too. I think I, I think that upon hitting the ground and hoping that you don't knock yourself out right. up, upon right. impact, right. that you also have to follow that up with with a perpetual roll. <laughs> you have to continue to roll for as long as you can until you feel like you got all of them out the right. way. <laughs> yeah, so that's pretty much that's pretty much the strategy amongst fighting multiple uh, a legion of squirrels for anybody right. that ever finds yourself in that predicament. Right. That ever comes up. Okay, now give us your more practical day-to-day fear, something that could very well happen to you today. Um what? I just ah fuck. And it's interesting because I feel something. like last time we spoke about it, we talked about how the top three, you know, can be interchangeable are arachnophobia, uh-huh. which is another reason why her putting the black widow, that's another little like element to it that makes it a little bit more devious than before. Right. <laughs> is 
most people on this planet are afraid of spiders, number one. Number one, two, or three. Between that, the fear of death, I believe, uh, public speaking, and heights, those are like those are like the first four that people mm. usually have. So for you to also have this emblem again on your nails just gives me a little maleficent sort of groove to work with. I'm like, ah, I feel that. I feel like most that. people are afraid of this. You just like, nah, this is me. <laughs> I am one with your fear. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> that's, that's, but again, this is me being maybe overly observant. But go ahead, continue. So go ahead. Practical. Um, I feel like I have so, I don't have a, I don't, I feel like I have many, but they're small. Just small things that just like make me sweat and make me uncomfortable, you know? Okay. Not that it's necessarily like a a a, a damn make you sweat. <laughs> I mean, not sweat. Like not, you know, but <laughs> just imagine just imagining <laughs> not necessarily like sweat. I'm for just real, imagining but... you being somewhere, just looking at something and you just sweating profusely. <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> just, just based off the sheer fear of of being <laughs> approached by said thing. Um, oh my god, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> oh my god, I think. Uh, what do you I, got? Okay, I have a huge, I have a huge, not a fear, but a discomfort. Um, with definitely a strong level of confrontation. That shit, definitely. Like, I, it's not like I'm. I'm not in waking fear of something happening, but it's just like a thing in my mind goes off that makes mm. me very defensive in those moments. Mm. Um, so you get you, okay, you get defensive I, I, in, in yeah. highly confrontational situations. Yeah, some I would, okay. I would say I something mean, it's like not that. Like, I mean, it's not like that's unheard of. I feel like a lot of people get defensive in highly confrontational situations. Yeah, I but think, I I don't think know, it's, it's maybe more so the way that you deal with that fear. I think it's just the way that people deal with fear regardless. So when you get in these situations, what are you saying happens? Uh, I don't know. I just go into this 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 mode of. Uh, of retreat, not retreat, but um, not retreat, not retreat. More so because one would say that when it comes to fear, you have fight or flight, right? So I'm trying to figure out if if, if you're fighting. I guess maybe I don't know. Fight. I guess I kind of retract. I slowly retract. I kind of like bind myself out of the situation, mm. like you know, or uh, wash my hands with it. Ah, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Call back. I like it. <laughs> okay. But, um, yeah, kind of rid myself out of the situation, make it not as serious as it is to me. Right. Do you but, do that through through jokes? Do you try to uh, do you try to bring some levity into the situation, or you just t- you just try your very best to remove yourself from the complete circumstances of, yeah, of the moment? Yeah, it's honestly whatever the fuck comes up in my mind first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> to a certain extent, you got to get out of there so to quickly. A <laughs> whatever's co- whatever is coming to your mind, that's what you're throwing out there. To like, a listen. certain extent, to a certain extent. Oh shit. <laughs> Okay, it's interesting to, d- to think about how people deal with fears, like ask this question, like, okay, you're afraid of this. You know you're afraid of this. You maybe know where it came from. Does that help you mitigate the fear once you get there? Because I, I always, well, let me not say always, but I knew through a lot of reading before 
that fear for us, we can't we can't differentiate. You know what I mean? That our brains can't differentiate if we're in front of a class speaking or there is a full grown lion in front of us 10 feet away. Interesting. Was, yeah. Like fear is fear. So if you get that fear, usually the longer you stay inside that fear and sort of thug it out, yeah. it, it slowly diminishes. Which is why I think I listened to some TED talk a long, long time ago on comfort. I think it was comfort zone challenges is what they called it. And that's pretty much taking the making the conscious decision to go and put yourself into an uncomfortable situation and remaining there, Mm -hmm. remaining there so that slowly your brain can understand, oh, there's no real imminent danger here for us. Because we've been here and we've just been soaking in this for so long. Like there's not an actual like physical danger coming for us. We can relax. And that's kind of what people have to do in order to get over that fear. So, I again, I just think it's really interesting. So the fact that you try to get out of it, I think, honestly speaking, is, is probably the worst thing that you could do. <laughs> <laughs> because because I, I think that you're never confronting the fear. That's true. But then again, I just use the word confront. You're saying that. I mean, and that's sort of paradoxical because that's you're, funny. you're fe- <laughs> because you're talking about confronting confrontation. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, I kind of understand the paradox. In it's, that, but but it's it's weird because, like, I feel like I, I work well under like. I, I work well under pressures. It's just it's like the pressure of it all. It's just a, mm. like, is, is it worth it? Is this worth Whatever I'm in right now, is this worth it to me? Do I need to fight this battle? Like right. I think about that type of stuff constantly. Okay, you know. Okay, it's so not, yeah, you you're trying to pick and choose your battles. Yeah, I some... definitely pick and choose my battles. Yeah. You know? So it's just it's kind of like last. It's like like Saturday when we went out to eat. Like w- me simply telling them that I'm backing out of this meal that I've already ordered felt like confrontation. Yeah. In my eyes. Yeah. You know, and I felt that they, you know, they could have been a little, you know, ticked off about it as well. Right. Um, so, but in that specific situation, I do feel like I had to do what I needed to do in that situation because I'm very easygoing. I'm yes. a very easygoing person. Yes. You know, I'll go I, with the flow. I can, I can attest to that. Yes. I'll go with the flow to a certain extent, you know, mm-hmm. um, and I was going with that flow to a certain extent till I came to my fucking senses. Yeah. And I decided that, you know what, this isn't worth the money that I'm about to pay for it, you know? Okay. So that's kind of the perfect example of what I'm saying. Because I hate, like I said, I hate to be that guy, but, you know, I want things to just go swell. I, you know, I think, I guess I want things to just Oh, this nigga flow, said swell. Flow smoothly. <laughs> yeah, I know. That was really, this, that was really old school. <laughs> yo, this nigga code switched real quick. This motherfucker <laughs> says swell. <laughs> I would love for it, for it to go amicably. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> this guy. <laughs> let me find. Let, let me let me find out you reading some. Yo, come on. No, 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 no. Come on, come on. Nah, man. Fuck it. Come on, man. Let me tell nah. a joke. Come on. I'm drinking a mimosa. Let me get a joke off, man. Come on, <laughs> damn, man. Let me get a joke. That's fucking all right, hilarious. Yeah. All right, all right. So we've gotten into yours a little bit. I think that that that's good. You you'll probably it's when you sow these little seeds. You know, later on, as you grow, you can reap the benefits of them. So I'm hoping that sometime in the future through having not just this conversation, but 
the myriad of conversations that we've had in the past 24 episodes and beyond and before that, that this, I, again, I always came into this thinking this was going to be very therapeutic for both of us. Mm-hmm. That was one of the main reasons that I decided to start doing this with you. But I just think that a lot of these will come up in our minds when these sorts of situations come to us. Not that you're ever going to be out in the middle of the ocean and being dragged down by a kraken or that I'm going to be fighting rabbit squirrels, but the more practical ones, which is why I had to go back to these. Right. Um, and again, the one that I'm about to express is always, been, I've always thought, I've thought this for so, so long. This, and this, this is practical. It doesn't necessarily happen to me, but I've seen it happen to other people. And I have a story along with it, which is, which is wild. And I think I may have told you about this, but if not, I'll rehash. Or if I have, I'll rehash. Now, I, you know, I am, I am communications man. I love it. I've read mad books on it. For me, it is my passion. It is the way that I move and navigate through this world is the way that I connect with people and, and just sort of, I don't know, melt, melt into the tapestry of, of the inner workings of all the relationships that I have with people. Like I have to fully express all the time. And I always hope that people that are in my life feel comfortable expressing with me back in open, honest discourse. That has to be said again, open and honest discourse. That is that is the gem for me. That is the quintessence of the communication that I have, whether it's on here with you and all these people listening or it's in any conversation I have. If anyone's ever had a conversation with me, they'll know that this conversation that you're hearing right now and these rants and tangents I go on are just like the ones I have in real life. This is me. For anyone that thinks that this is just like a thing that I do or a mask I'm putting on, like that's not the case. This is me. So I have a deep fear of not being able to express myself. When I say that, I mean the thoughts being there in my mind, the concepts coming together, molding just the way that I I see them and I I want to express them. They're tantalizing. I can feel them. I can, almost, I can almost taste the thoughts in my mind. I know exactly how I want it to be portrayed, how I want it to be plated for the people, right? Now, I've spoken to a gentleman, which is funny because he is actually the brother of the guy that is now dating Black Widow. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now, I'm talking to him. He tells me that he wasn't, now this was before the quarantine, but he was in class one day at college and it was time for him to get up in front of the class. And he says he's sort of awkward every now and again with interpersonal communication, whatever. But when he gets up there, he knows what he's talking about. He's well prepared. So he's just going to say what he has to do, you know, pretty much effuse whatever it is he prepared. And that's going to be that it's, it's fine. He never has that sort of issue. Got up in front of the class, tried to start speaking. He knew the words, all the ideas were in his mind laid out. He had been planning for this for weeks tried to start speaking, couldn't say a word, couldn't say a word. And he said consciously, he's in his mind thinking, yo, why won't I speak right now? I I know what I want to say. I know how I want to say it. I know what I'm trying to get across to the people sitting in front of me, looking at me intently, starting to sweat because now they're getting anxious because they're looking at me in a cringeworthy sort of situation because I'm not saying because <laughs> I'm not saying anything, but yet I should be saying a whole lot. Why can't I say any words? 
to which he ended up, you know, I guess they had to take over for him, the, the people on his team. Good thing it was a team, a group project. So he left, went out to his car, started having like some sort of see, some sort of seizure activity took place. He started throwing up. He couldn't speak. He had to try to call text slash Texas brother. Brother came, got him, whatever. It now that was for some medical reasons that he had to go figure out. But just the idea of having all these things to say, all these feelings suffusing through your pores, just like you know exactly what it is you want to convey to the listener, but you do not have the power for some reason to articulate it. That scares me. When I have conversation with people and they're trying to get on a roll, they're trying to express something and they're just like, oh, you know, it's sort of like, um, uh, like what I, what I'm trying to, what am I trying to say? I'm trying to say, um, like, I, like it's on the tip of my tongue. Like I, like I know it, like it makes sense in my head. Uh-huh. I just can't, I just can't say it in words. When people say that to me, it blow, not only does it blow my mind, but it terrifies me. Really? Because yeah, I just, I just, I sympathize because I feel like that is a huge disservice to you as well as the person that you're trying to get information across to. Yeah. And two, I, I just, I empathize. I, I feel it inside because I'm like, I could not imagine the frustration that takes place when you're trying to tell someone something and it makes all the sense in your mind, but you don't, you cannot pull together the lexicon. Uh, culminated through your entire life to try to say it to this person in this very moment, you know what I mean? Or give some sort of way, because there's so many ways of talking, literally, figuratively, metaphorically, you can speak through allegory and tell a story. There's so many different ways, but to feel like all of these are, all these avenues are failing you, and you have nothing to say at that moment, even though you have everything to say in that moment, absolutely terrifies me. Because I, again, that that's that's who I am. I don't know who I would be if I didn't fucking just talk all the time. I don't know how I would get how I would get that out because again I feel like all human beings are natural artists and we ha- everyone has to have some way of expressing right. what getting what's inside out. Yeah. So if I don't have that, I don't know what I would be doing. Um because I tried I tried the music thing, that was cool. Like playing guitar was awesome. I tried the, the you know more of the finer arts and painting and doing the watercolors and the pastels and all that and that was cool too. But I've never felt any sort of connection to expressing the way that I have verbally, especially through interpersonal communication. So that that scares me. And and it's a thing that people go through. So it's a lot more practical. That's that's my fear. That's my practical fear, everybody. I'm letting you in my heart. All right. So real quick, actually. Black widows get their names because the females carry out sexual cannibalism after mating. The female often kills and eats the male, which explains the male's short lifespan. So there's that. <laughs> what's what's actually what's actually really really fun about this, and I didn't put the two to two together because I didn't have that piece of information before. The guy that that I was just speaking about that went off the class, couldn't speak while standing in front of everybody. He actually is the one that brought to my attention the woman's nails. And what's, what's hmm. actually funny, and remember, he's the brother of said guy that's dating her. So right. what's what's actually funny is he said to me something about being a man eater. 
Mm. Something, yeah, something about being like a like a man eater. You know what I mean? And I didn't okay. even make I didn't even make the connection there. But that's but see that's but that's what I'm talking about. Even without that piece of information that you that you came and gave us, I already had this idea, this inkling, this this intuitiveness. She's gonna that, tear this nigga up. That yeah, <laughs> that there was something malevolent going on there. I didn't even have to know that information, but somewhere subconsciously, I'm like, that's that's just not rocking with me. I I just don't feel safe with with, with that. I don't I don't feel secure in that. Right. But but that's but that's yeah. But that makes sense. Yeah. That makes now, sense. Before we get off this this all this creepy shit, all the scary, all this mm-hmm. fear shit that we've been talking about. Mm. I'm going to rephrase mine. I've had just a second to think about this, and now I'm just, I just want, I want to rephrase what I said. Go for it. So I think that the better way to talk about, talk about my practical fear is I have a fear of instability. I have a fear of being Mm. unstable in life. So that kind of altercation I just told you about at the restaurant, it's not really about the altercation like with that person or with a person it's just the fact that my needle i try to keep it in the middle and when things like that happen my 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 needle starts to drift off to the right it starts to go to a place where i don't want it to go or maybe it starts to drift off to the left and it starts to go to a place where i don't want it to go um so i just because because you've actually spoken about this before you've called yourself a very safe person. I think yeah. that's kind of what this is. What yeah. this is going on. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think. Um. I. I. So when I explained myself the first time, I think I just gave you kind of a an instance, um, a way that it could happen, but mm. not really the overall of yeah. what my fear actually is. I just gave you a small little excerpt. You know what I'm saying? Right. 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 So right. I would say it's more so the fear of being unstable or you know, just that, like I said, that needle drifting to the, the, the left rocking, or to the right. Just the rocking of the boat. You just yeah. want, you just want sails, like just smooth sailing. I, I <laughs> want my life to be as cool, calm, and collective as possible. <laughs> okay, okay, um, okay, okay, and, okay. And when things like that happen, it just kind of like, I feel like, okay, um, you know, that safety barrier that I usually have around myself um, is kind of failing right now um, because this thing or whatever it is, it's, it's, just, I guess it's just the altercations of life, which we probably can't really escape. Shit's going to happen no matter what. For sure. But I try my best to make sure that those things don't happen. <laughs> I don't like those things. I don't want them to be a part of my life because, cause listen, for real, Go like, for it. Go for a it. lot of people live unstable lives and they're content with that they know that there's going to be you know they're just they're okay with with drama they're they don't they don't care about those altercations they want to jump into the altercations and and you know just and just be in it in the thick of it and i'm just like nah bro i would rather just be back here on my chill shit okay on that note because i think that that's a great note to bring up on because one I, I usually find myself on the other side. When I say that, it doesn't mean that I like confrontation. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that I necessarily always want the boat to be rocking and just be in limbo, not ne- really knowing what the fuck is going to happen next, never having a firm bearing on things. Yeah. But, I, but I do enjoy the spontaneity of life. 
Yeah. I do enjoy waking up and not quite knowing because we don't nearly have nearly as much control as we think we do on things. Right. And that's and, funny that you say that. <laughs> well, 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 one is interesting because the, the, the acid trip was a thing for us. Like, that is a lesson. Yeah. If you ever do those drugs, that is a lesson. And you don't have control. You have to let and let live. Yeah. Like, you, you have to. Um, there's a really good book called Crucial Conversations, Tools for Talking When Stakes Are High. Uh, New York Times bestselling authors, Patterson, Granny, McMillian, Switzler. These, this is a really good book because a lot of times people feel like when it comes to confrontation, it has to be an all out war. It's got to be a fight like contention is built. And then now the only way we're going to get past this is if somebody gets slapped in their face or called out of their name mm-hmm. or, or there's a parting of the ways completely. And there's just a lot of animosity now in that void in that or in that space. Right. So. I feel like there's a way to go about conversation and interacting with other people where the stakes will be high. Emotions will run high, but there's a there's a, a nuanced art to it yeah. in which you, you don't have to go all that way into a full out war. Now, having said that, because that's a very, very important part of what I'm about to speak on next. There have been many times in which something is going on in this country, in the world, and I don't necessarily bring it here to the podcast to talk about it. That's for, that's for numerous reasons. Mm-hmm. One of them being because I want to be able to give people something that they don't that they don't they're not being forced into uh, looking yeah. at or absorbing <laughs> at every with. moment. Yeah, every moment of their life because that's overbearing. People are on Twitter, on Instagram, uh, on Facebook, reading the news, talking to people or whatever about it. And it, it, it can consume you. Yeah. All that negative energy that we that we just we can find at a at a click that like or a tap, that is it's it's a little overbearing and we're already dealing with enough mental health issues as it is. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't necessarily always want to bring that here. Now, again, I'm also in danger of seeming aloof or negligent to the things that are going on. And that's also not the case. Right. Detached, but in tune. Right. Is like how I feel about things. Now, I have conversations with people that don't that we would say don't always necessarily understand what may be deemed as the black plight in America in in this current day and age. The reason I have this conversation, because I I have a lot of people, a lot of black people that ask me, Earl, why do you keep having conversations with people that don't seem to understand where people are coming from? Mm -hmm. That people that don't seem like they're even trying to understand where other people are coming from. You know what I say to them? Because I'm the only fucking one that will. Because, 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 because you won't, because my friends won't, my friends keep saying, why do you keep having conversations with them? Like, they're not listening. They're not going to get it. What are you even, what conversation are you even having? Like, how do you not just fight them at that point? Why have you not blocked them? Why have you not deleted them out of, out of your, (laughs) your, your membrane? (laughs) Why are they still even in existence in your world? Mm -hmm. Because how do we move forward if we don't have the conversations? That's true. Like, what are we doing? So, and that's my point here is I'm trying to get further away from this tribalism. 
And I think that's the issue that is taking place. And that is why I'm going to bring up the Jacob Blake incident that took place, the tragedy that took place in Wisconsin. Okay. If now, again, this isn't even a slight to you, but I'm bringing it all together. Now, if, if we're afraid of rocking the boat, if we're afraid of having the contention and confronting it, then a lot of these conversations are had. There's, you know, still a bunch of miscommunication and misunderstanding out there when we just choose to not confront things that are sitting right in front of us, have been standing in front of us, have been growing stronger. And again, without that, without that conversation, without that constant verbal exchange, people are just getting further and further polarized in their thoughts because how couldn't you? Right. What is the bridge that's being built between the thoughts of th- you know the, the the means of thinking if there's no conversation to be had? Like you're just standing around a bunch of people in your own little faction of life that already believe everything that you believe. So you're not hearing anything different. There's no new point of view, no new vantage point brought to you. So of course you're just going to delve even deeper into the hole that you've already dug yourself. And then once you get deep enough in it, everything is dark. You can't see anything anymore. It's hard for you to get out of there. So I had a conversation with a friend the other day. Um, we're gonna call him. We're gonna call him Bill. <laughs> you know who the fuck it is. You know who the fuck it is. We call call him Bill. I, I don't know if I know oh, this one. Okay, well then we'll call him Billy. How about that? <laughs> Okay, got you. Okay. Got you. So I'm talking to Billy. And he brings up he he brings it up. Of, of course. course. As, I, as I knew he was, right? Of course. Because he because he, he loves this sort of talk. Yeah. Now, before we can really even get into just the inhumanity of it, for anyone that doesn't know, by the way, there was a man, Jacob Blake, shot in Kenosha, Wisconsin, I believe it's called. Yeah. He was attending a birthday party for one of his children. That's what neighbors say. There was an altercation between two women. He found himself trying to mitigate that situation. Police were called. I guess he was ramped up. They tried to get him out of the way. They did try to tase him. They say that that was ineffective. Right. He tried, now the clip that we all got to see, he tried to walk around his car to go get in his car. He had his children there, by the way. Right. Three of them, I believe. The police officer, I believe his name is Rustin Chesky. Yes. Right? Fuck yeah. yeah. Rustin Chesky is <laughs> following this man the whole time. He has back up there. They walk around the whole car with him as he gets around to the front driver's seat, opens the door, leans in. They shoot him seven times. Let me repeat. Seven times in the back. In the back. Point blank range. Point blank. He's now in the hospital. He's paralyzed. They say that it'll be a miracle for him to ever walk again. Now, you say whatever it is you need to say before I fuck this whole podcast up. 
Okay. <laughs> um, you know, I just feel like I sometimes I just feel like cops have this inability to really see ex- like everything that's going on around them. Like there's there's women and children here. Um, and you know, I, and sometimes I even think like you know. Why don't they ever like if like if they really, really, really feel like they have to take it there? Why don't they ever just, I don't know, shoot a nigga in the leg, something, you know? Just- okay, there we go. And you already got to my point before I even got to get to it or one of my various points. Like put a put a put a cap in his knee like so, like if you're going to take it there, like. Why is, why is it seven times in the back? Okay. Like, why so, is it? So, so you and I, we, we, you work, you work in retail. Yes. I, I work in customer service, right? Food and beverage. Yes. You've never, you've never been a security guard for anything, right? No. You've never tried out. You never went to the military. You never tried for police academy. Nothing nope. like that. You are super untrained. As nope. am, as am I yep. in in this field, correct? Never, never fired a gun in my life. Yet for some reason, you and I can come up with alternatives to what happened. But yet these trained officers, what I believe is, they say this dude Rustin was. He's been an officer for seven years. Yeah, I read that too. So you can be an officer for seven years, had gone through the training before that, but yet for some reason, it didn't click in your brain that there was other options to be had. And right? even even on top of that, like there's like there was like what three or four of the cops there. Why weren't why couldn't they just take this nigga down? They don't like, put they don't tackle niggas. Like they yeah. don't tase the hell out of people. They if don't he, put they don't put knees and necks. They don't put chokeholds on people. But yet for some reason now we're waiting. We're walking with the person so that they get to a position in which now I can say, oh, I'm I feel threatened. Mm-hmm. My life is threatened. He opened up the door. He has a knife in here. Here's here's the thing. Let me just get straight in this. First and foremost, on your point, I don't give a damn if this motherfucker turned around with a knife or shrieking, an axe, a bow and arrow. <laughs> it's twirling a fire baton. You are a trained police. What it, what does it even mean to be a trained police officer if you're not going to use none of the fucking training that you right. went through? Exactly. You trying to tell me that you can't neutralize a, sub, a subject? When it's like three or four of y'all on deck too, there's and it's just nothing, one of him? There's nothing? One of y'all shot him with the taser was in the face. Oh, it it could have been a little bit more tasing. It could have been getting in front of the car door, trying to stop him from getting whatever. There was mad ways to stop that. Yep. There, there was mad ways to curtail the inevitable ending of shooting him in the back seven times to pull a trigger seven times. I don't think people are understanding, but here's the real issue. And this is why I brought this. This is why I brought this into the conversation today, because mm-hmm. I'm not just always in the covering news stories because I'm not I'm not huge on that. Again, people are getting this, you know, they're getting bombarded with all this information on a daily basis. They don't need me to come in here and do it, too. I'm usually about the positivity, trying to give a different outlook on things. Let me give you all an outlook on this for niggas that don't seem to understand. I just had a conversation with old Billy. First thing he says when he starts bringing it up is how he's 
had a sexual abuse allegation in 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 the month of July, I believe. You know, it's third degree. Factcheck.org isn't putting out the details of it because of the the nature of the case. He had a disorderly conduct charge. These were things, by the way, that he was never convicted of or in prison for. But this being the crux of the argument on quote unquote the other side is crazy to me, nigga. But like, you know that they're gonna do that. They're gonna dig, they're gonna find anything on this to justify it. They always do. Of course, because you have to dehumanize this person for all the dumb fucks out there that aren't looking at things clearly. Here's the thing, guys, here's the thing. I'm gonna say something right now. I want want y'all to hang on to this, honestly. Fuck the race, fuck the race. Here's the thing, here's the thing. Take yourself out of, and this is why I talked about tribalism, tribalism, these factions, these jerseys, these teams you want to be a part of. Here's my thing, guys. Release yourself from these shackles that you've been conditioned to put on yourselves because you're sheep and you're so easily herded by whomever the fuck has the slightest bit of charisma and says something to you. Don't and don't and again, don't get it twisted because I clearly have that charisma too. Just listen to what I'm saying and try to use your mental faculties to critically analyze what it is I'm saying right now. Listen. Forget about you being in these social constructs of you're you're black and you're white or you're this or you're that. You're you're red or you're blue, liberal, conservative. You're on the Black Lives Matter side. You're on the All Lives Matter side. Yo, for one second, you can go jump back on your little bandwagon in just a second. Give me a moment of your attention. If you can break yourself out or dissolve these social constructs for a second, understand there was a human being, a man, attending a child's birthday party. He tries to break up a fight. Police come. They don't like him. (laughs) For for whatever the reason may be, he could have slapped one of them. Listen, that is beside the point. They are now aggressive towards him. They follow him to his car. They wait for him to open up the door. They shoot him in front of many people, some of those people being his children. If you are fighting the fact that I'm about to tell you that that is an injustice, I don't know what you're doing. If you can take yourself away from all these different little teams, these little crevices, these pockets of people that you align yourself with for one second and think on your own as an own unique individual looking at a human being being shot seven times in the back by someone that is vowed to take care of us, to protect us, to serve us. I don't I don't know what the conversation is. Again, people living so tribally, this is like the craziest tribalism ever. You don't have to try to fight something just because you've already aligned the situation with something, with with some conversation that's already being taken part of that you don't agree with. That's fine. People have to learn how to compartmentalize things. 
just because this exists over here doesn't necessarily mean that it exists over here. Okay. Right? So, again, I'm not even looking at it from a Black Lives Matter stamp. I'm just saying there was a man shot in his back seven times by three by trained police officers that is in its least incompetence yeah in its very least it is extreme incompetence so for someone so for me to say that to someone that i've i've looked at as a friend and him to say to back to me oh well that was just incompetence in the 15 second clip that you saw you didn't see all the 25 minutes that surrounded it why what are you why are you fighting me what is it exactly that you're trying to fight? I, I, I just I just need answers to this because we in a fucked up time. We in a the fucked whole, up time. Yes. Clearly, clearly everybody in 2020 know what it is. Mad people dying. There's children being sold left and right for blood, for sex. There's, you know, domestic abuse through the window, child abuse through the window, drug abuse through the window, alcohol abuse through the window suicide through the window ODs going off through the window I know knowing some of the people that have died from this there's too much going on for you to not be making a conscious effort to not be a fuck person we don't got we just don't we don't have that room for error right now right we just don't you have to be making a conscious decision and you know, you kids, you kids, they're just gonna be on TikTok and Instagram or whatever, just making a mockery of every fucking thing that happens. That's what kids do. You age 25, 30, 35, and you still not making a conscious effort to try to have conversations and understand things outside of your immediate wheelhouse. I don't know, I don't know what you're doing. I don't know what you're fighting for. I don't know if you're trying to make the world a better place. We talked about net positive and net negatives before. If you're not, if you're not trying to make a conscious effort to be a better part or component of the community around you and therefore for the world as a whole, I don't know what it is you're doing, but there's a huge disparity. There's a huge disconnect right now in, in, in different thought processes, but I'm going to come on here. I'm going to have these conversations. I'm going to have these conversations. It's crazy to me. But going all the way back to what you were talking about, this this shit shit right now that we're talking about, this is confrontation I have no problem being a part of. Mm -hmm. I have no problem being a part of it because this this is confrontation that, that needs to be had. This is a crucial conversation that needs to be had because the stakes are high. The stakes are very high. We're talking about lives. We're talking about future lives. You know what I mean? Yeah, We're talking every, about the development and the evolution of human beings and human minds and human and thinking and perception. Everything stay, stay, that's happening right yeah. now is going to, you know, it's going to show itself in the next 10 to 50 years. All of it's going to it's everything that's happening is going to affect the future. Like, I, of, I totally of course, of course, it's all unfurling. You know what I mean? We're just right now we sowing our seeds. Understand that, everybody. Everybody that listens to this, understand that we're sowing our seeds right now. And we're going to reap whatever it is that we sow. Yep. It's coming around. It's coming around. This ain't no woo-woo karma shit. Like, this is this is real. We're putting things into the soil, into the tapestry. The, the extremely deep and intricate tapestry of our livelihood. 
So we just we just have to be aware of that because some of the conversations, some of the fights that people are having is wild. We just people have to start thinking on their own. People have to get away from this this deep group think. And that goes. By the way, I'm keeping it a thou. That goes for everybody. I don't give a fuck who you are or what you look like. You have to get away from groupthink. And that doesn't mean that you have to be completely out of tune with what certain groups think or what they feel. Feel deeply. Understand deeply. Go read a fucking book. Go, go try your best. Go meditate. Get better. This shit matters. People, a lot of times, I think that we just we look at ourselves and, and the, there's just like this daunting mountain in front of us that we feel like we could never climb because you're just thinking about the disparity between the peak of the mountain and where you are at the moment. Every single step matters. This is like the complete opposite of nihilism right now. Like everything matters we have because we're talking about the experience of people the experience of people actually matters these just, just aren't just some random ass numbers and things that you're just reading on your fucking on your phone like these are real people going through real experiences let me ask you a question Keon. Yeah. how do you how do you feel like the 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 children are going to be affected by this well, I mean, especially the ones that are growing up right now, all this stuff happening at such a young age, like we didn't experience this type of stuff. I'm talking we... about what? Jacob Blake's children. Oh, oh, that, oh, 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 I'm that, sorry. Yeah. Oh, oh I mean, that's, that's going to fuck them up. Like they were right there watching their father get gunned down. Like that's going to stick with them for their entire life. They're probably going to grow up. If Well, if no one steps in and intervenes, they're probably going to grow up hating police um they're gonna grow up you know thinking that the white man is the devil like I, I i feel that this instance right here has honestly changed their lives forever um the way that they view people in general they'll probably you know like i said unless any unless someone steps in and kind of you know maybe shows them the way they are gonna feel like they've joined some sort of faction um that uh is gonna be against um, police or police brutality or white people in general. There you go. There you go. Life changing moment. Who knows they'll ever fucking enjoy a birthday again? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, honestly, yeah. it, even, it, it even comes down to those small things. It's like we were around people that maybe we felt like we were, we could have been comfortable with. Like, this was a secure area mm -hmm. as far as we knew. And then all hell broke loose, and now my father is shot in front of me. Mm -hmm. So that that sort of you want to talk about a fear of instability, Keon? Yeah, that is the ultimate instability. I was here. I was having a great time. It was it was it it was a joyous celebration. And then, in a few moments' time, it turned into. It turned into the deepest of hells. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it, like when you think about the shooting itself, it's like we, like we just talked about like other ways that it could have been done if you had to take it there. Like I think like a lot of these cops, like they are shooting to kill, like not to neutralize, you know? Yeah. Uh, it's hey. like that's their only option. And it baffles me. Uh, because like oh, it's 
you know, like I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm jumping to a little bit of a different area here, but like I've watched too many videos of, you know, like these white guys running around screaming at the cops, even chasing them and the cops are running away from the white guys. And I'm just like, what in the hell? Like, what is going on? Like, and I mean, some of these people were like, like murder suspects. You know, I watched this one video, this guy, he just killed like two people and he's, He's running around off drugs, naked, chasing the cops, jumping at the cops, screaming at them. Like, and I just can't help but think like how it would have been if it were, if, you know, if, if the pigmentation was a little bit different. In the days since the shooting, Kenosha has erupted in protests, including one on August 25th that turned deadly after a 17 year old gunman shot and mm. killed two protesters Injuring a third. Mm-hmm. Listen, listen, guys. I, if I, I mean, I, I don't I don't know how else to say it. I'm trying to appeal. I'm trying to appeal to all of you. I'm trying to appeal to the pathos, logos and ethos, right? All the ways of of, of persuasion. If this doesn't touch you. If this does not pull at your heartstrings, then I feel like there may be a, a defect in, in, in effect here. Mm-hmm. If you're not seeing it ethically, why that is not the proper thing to do, the proper method of de-escalating the situation, which, by the way, is an escalation of all sorts of other situations, if you're not seeing it logically, that it doesn't make sense for us to continue on this way, if in fact the objective is to love each other, love thy neighbor, right? If you're if you're on that, whatever it is, there's I, I I'm not I'm I'm tr- I'm having a really hard time understanding the disconnect. Where where are you not seeing? That there is an issue with us as a whole in this country for sure. Mm-hmm. Mental health. I mean, we're people are going through it. I under, I understand that people are going through it in so many different ways. COVID came through. We have all this shit going on. People have lost their jobs, their businesses. People are hungry. People are trying to find out what to do. People are out on drugs while all this is going on. Like I, I get it. And you know what? If you think it's like. If you think it's bad now, something that I thought about is like we're going into the winter time. Think about all the the seasonal depression that's going to come down on people oh, on boy. top of all of this. Come on. That's what I'm saying. If you have an ounce of awareness or strong-willed consciousness, if if you see yourself as one of these woke people, uh-huh. since that's what people love to say so much, oh, I'm woke, stay woke. You ain't woke, you sleeping. Stop sleeping on everything. If you feel like you any of these people that have any sort of of talent or skill set wherewithal to make sure that these things can can further facilitate themselves. And when I say these things further facilitate themselves, I'm talking about love, compassion, togetherness, communion. Right. Yep. Then you have to make that conscious effort to step out of your bubble. You have to. And I know it's so hard I know it's hard because you get caught up 
And I told I used to date a girl. Matter of fact, the, the, the girl that, that had the dog lick me in the ass and had the spell book and all that, right? <laughs> that girl, I, she she was a computer programmer. And she she was working on a on a uh I forget exactly what they call it, but it was so interesting to me, it intrigued me. It's pretty much when you're scrolling through Instagram and Twitter, it's whatever they do to figure out how to market to you. Uh-huh. Right? So you'll just be going, you'll see some shades or a shirt that you like or something like that. You'll be like, yo, how did they know that I like this stuff? <laughs> how did they know that I wanna that I wanna take a trip here? I wanna take a vacation here. How did they know that I like this stuff to eat? Like microphone settings, GPS settings, where you're going, what you're typing in, the information you're sending. All these times you just click, oh yeah, I, I read the license and agreements and all that sort of shit. You ain't never read them shits. You ain't, ain't nobody ever read that. But you just keep clicking and sending your data out and they collect the data and they find a way to market, further market to you. And they keep your bubble very small. Uh-huh. It could be the marketing, it could be just the information that you're looking for, recommended for you, recommended for you, whether it's Pornhub or it's YouTube, recommended for you, recommended for you. So... I understand that the bubble gets small and that you just start to feel like your side of thinking is the only way and it's the right way. I I understand that you have to understand that this is a real thing that's happening. Captology, look into that. It's a course that people go to college and take so they can learn how to capture the intention of people. Then they go work for fucking Amazon and Instagram and Facebook and all this sort of shit so that they can make the app so captivating that you won't do a fucking thing else but sit your depressed ass in the house and scroll on Instagram for eight hours of the day. They do that and your bubble gets smaller and smaller and your view, your point of view gets smaller and smaller and more narrow and narrow. You have to be aware of that. You have to try to break out because we don't have room for error. We don't know with this sort of year, we don't know what the fuck is about to happen in the upcoming years. Hell no. We don't know, but I will say again, we are sowing the seeds. So you better be aware of that because this shit can be all out anarchy and who knows when. We we just don't know. And if I, I don't know if that's the path we're really trying to take. I don't know if we have to go through a valley to reach the next peak. I don't know what it is. I'm just a nigga spitting crazy shit. This nigga on, 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 on my podcast <laughs> platform. That's all I know. I, I I just know that I'm passionate about life, so I came here. This is my platform, and I'm and I'm gonna speak. Well, I'm I'm glad that you said that because I feel like a lot of people aren't able to see it from um your perspective. Um, and I think that it's good that you come on here and you speak that way because whoever is listening, I'm hoping that maybe their eyes are opening up a little bit. Oh, I hope so too, man. That's what we're here for. Uh, yeah, it, it, it really, it really is. It really is. This is the. Would you say the uh, podcast of Spectrum? This is the podcast of Spectrum. That's right. The yeah. podcast of open, honest discourse. I will never just shut anything down. Right. Just on the strength of me being ignorant on it. Uh-huh. Like no. Well, I understand that if I'm saying the strength of me being ignorant on it, that also clearly denotes that I have a weakness there. Mm-hmm. So I would like to acknowledge the weakness. People have to be able to look inside themselves. People just introspection. I think we've talked about this before. Introspection is so underrated. You have to think about yourself. Stop pointing fingers all the time and thinking about who's doing what wrong and why they're doing it wrong. Think about yourself. Tune into yourself. I think about it all the time. Could I be wrong? 
Am I wrong? A lot of times I be wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Why? Because I'm a fallible human being. But to understand that there's an issue is the first step. If you know anything about the 12 step, right? Like, if you know anything about rehab, you know anything about that. Like, it is the first step. You have to recognize there's an issue before you can even have a chance at rectifying it. Right. P- period. So, <laughs> that, so, so that's, that's all I'm asking for is just a little bit more effort from people. I understand that certain people's, and we've talked about this before, some people's hardware is a little out of date. <laughs> and therefore, the software that they're able to download onto it is a little out of date. Uh-huh. Right? It's a little obsolete. So they say a lot of obtuse shit and they obfuscate a bunch of fucking ideas and you don't really know where they're coming from or what they're talking about because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. So <laughs> so people are just saying things just to say them because everyone's got a platform. Everybody's got a voice today. So we're just, again, being bombarded with a bunch of shit from the left and the right and the up, the down, north, west, east, south. Like, I get that. You have to find whatever it is that you can find that helps you mitigate or pretty much disintegrate all that distraction and think about what's real. I remember that back from math class. They always used it with the word problems. They would throw a bunch of fucking numbers in the word problem to distract you from the problem, from the numbers that you were actually supposed to be using in the equation that was going to give you the solution. They would throw a bunch of extra information in there. And that's pretty much what's going on here. But you have to be able to extrapolate. You have to be able to use that. Some of the things that we learned back in school, they are applicable, by the way. Yeah. A lot of them are applicable. You just have to find the parallel. So you have to find a way to tune out all the fucking distraction, all this noise, all this static that people are putting around you so you can see clearly and understand, I can see clearly now the rain. But anyway, you got to. You got to. <laughs> I'm off that. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm, I'm, I'm chilling now. I'm chilling. I'm, I'm relaxing. I'm, I'm trying to get myself in a better mood. All right. Because it, it's, 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 just, it's just insane, man. It's, uh, it's riveting information, though. It's like very intriguing to me the way that people think and the way that people get to their conclusions on things. Yeah. Too, All right, man. God too damn. Easily, too easily herded. Too easily herded. Stop being sheep. Stop being fucking sheep. Dare um, to what? live your truth and walk away from the pack. Dare to do that. I promise you, as someone that's been doing that since birth, I, I there's a lot of cool shit out here. <laughs> there's a lot of cool, interesting revelatory things outside of what the fuck the pack is doing. I promise you that. All right, go ahead. I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. So I'm going to try to, uh, I'm going to try to keep it on topic. It's not really on topic, but kind of on topic. Here. That's fine. We'll so, find a way. So I came across something. Um, It told me that, not it told me, but this article told me that Virginia schools are about to start giving the option for upperclassmen like 11th graders and up right. the option to take black history or American history. Okay. And I found that, you know, that they're giving that option. Yeah, sure. That's, that's kind of cool. Um, but <laughs> that, we, that's how, you know, you about to shit on it. <laughs> it's kind of, it's kind of cool. Here's man. the thing. Here, here's the thing. It's, it's just a very well-known fact that, uh, how American history is taught 
is it's um I don't know, at least from the, you know, the African American African American perspective, it's a little watered down and whitewashed. Right, right, right. And it just makes me think, well, like, okay, they're gonna give this option for black history. And it just I, I started my mind started going a lot of different places. Mm. Well, what what how exactly are they going to teach it? Are they gonna teach it their way? Are they gonna teach it from the perspective of the black man or woman? Um, is it going to be? Go, are they going to just tell the truth? Maybe, and, and that's where I'm getting to. That's where I'm getting to. There would be no need for the option of one or the other uh, if they just taught American history the way the fuck it's supposed to be taught, truthfully. Right. <laughs> that's where. That's what I was thinking from the moment you started this. Like, why not just teach it the way it is? Why not tell us what actually happened? Instead of whitewashing and watering it down, and then going to try to separate it and make it one thing hold in this on, and, and on. one so thing is the other. So you telling me at whatever participating schools this is, is one of I, them is Prince William County. So, oh jeez, one of the counties so, is Prince William County. That two friends can walk into school one day. <laughs> one's like, "Hey man, all right, it's time for me to get to school. Man, it's time for me to get to class. I'm right, done fucking with you, man. Like, all right, we'll, we'll meet over there at their lunch at the lunch table later on." Oh, what class you got? I don't even know. Like, what class you headed to? Oh, I'm headed to, you know, American history. Oh, where you headed? What you got? This, what you got? This block? Oh, I'm going over to black, black history, <laughs> black, black American history. Right. I want to know the conversation between them two friends when they get out of those classes at the end of the year. Because are you telling me that in this classroom, across the hallway from this classroom, I'm teaching? black history differently than that motherfucker's learning over there yeah because like you said there isn't there is a truth to it all there is just a set of things that happened hence the term history uh-huh. right it just is what it is yeah you don't need, so, it doesn't need to be separated so it's- so, so what <laughs> is it exactly because you're not talking about African history. That's a different right, thing. Right. They you didn't say African history. You're not starting back from over there unless you're just starting with the triangular slave trade, which brought our asses over here. Right. Right. So I, I don't really know exactly what it is that, that they're learning in black yeah, in the black history class, the yeah, black American. And, and that, see, and the thing is, is the people that are funding the educational system like the money that's going into the ed- educational system still coming from the same places from the same powerful people the same people that decided to essentially whitewash american history in the first place so what are they really going to be doing with black history like how are they going to teach it are they going to make it seem like you know we fucking we ruined ourselves by you know wanting to end slavery like what what are they going to what are they going to teach I just want to know, Hmm. like, are they going to make it seem like, you know, slavery wasn't as bad as it was? We just fucked up, uh, you know, along the way. Like, what are they going to like? Are they going to just I just want to I just hope they don't make it ass backwards. I don't know, but I'm I'm fitting to I'm fitting to get one of these textbooks. (laughs) I'm just I got really curious. I got people on the inside. I got oh, people. Yeah? To, I got people. To, we we know him. I I live with him. We got people in the Prince William oh. County. We, we got people in the Prince William County school system. I want. I want that textbook. Yeah. I I'm, just... I'm gonna get the textbook and I'm gonna come back here at some point in time. It may be weeks from now. Maybe months from now. I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you. So we don't have to wonder. Yeah. I'm just super <laughs> curious. Like, how are they gonna teach it? And honestly, I'm wondering. Like. 
will the teaching be different coming from a black teacher as well? You know, like if, hmm. if, you know, like I just feel like the perspective from a black teacher teaching black history is, is it has to be different, you know? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm curious, like, what are they really going to be learning? That's all I want to know. Yeah, what are they going to well, be learning? Yeah, well, there are, there are a lot of changes going on, and I'm curious about all of them because, uh-huh. yeah, because this is this year has just shed a light on a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of things going on. A lot of backdoor, creepy, ominous, furtive type of uh-huh. shit going on. But again, just like when people ask me why I continue to have the conversations with, with the people on quote unquote the other side or the people that feel like they don't understand or they're not trying to understand whatever it is, they're using no empathy, definitely no sympathy. I need to know what's going on. I'm a man of knowledge. I'm a man of curiosity, period. Mm -hmm. So if one of the things that they say that has made this country so amazing since Donald Trump is coming to presidency. And yeah, now I'm getting on it. Like, is the fact that the awareness of how many racist people there are has 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 come out. I, I, Earl Lonnie Hooks, myself, I speak for no one else when I say this. I'm thankful for it. I need I need information. I need knowledge. I crave it. I have an insatiable thirst for growth. That's me. So in that. I need to know how people feel down the street for me. You know what I mean? Where my parents live, where my little sister is going to school. I like to know these things. I like to know how I'm navigating these waters and, and, and where the crocodiles are, where the trap mines are. I need to know where these things are. I need to know how to better compose myself in exchanges with people. Mm-hmm. So, so let these people speak up. Let them know. And again, with, with this... Let you know what I mean. Let, let's let it happen. Bring the textbooks out. Let's see what y'all got going for us. We, we trust me. We tuning in. Yeah. <laughs> trust <laughs> tr- trust that we are all tuning in. I just I just want to see what it is. I need that. Yeah. But um. Yeah. I just thought that was just. It was just. It's just so ass backwards. Like just tell the fucking truth. Tell the truth <laughs> about history. That's all you got to do. The, and then he, you ain't got to split nothing up. You yeah, know. Man. Tell talk about the accomplishments of you know every race um just talk talk about everything just bring it all to light because that's what american history is it's not this this shit that you guys created to you know to just kind of give us the gist of things and and paint you know bigotry in 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 such a you know profound beautiful light like (laughs) yeah that too and it's just it's just all cultures like we have to stop acting like all cultures do not come across this tribalism. Yeah. Matter of fact, nigga, hold up. Fuck all of this. Yesterday, you called me, mm-hmm. and what did you tell me? What did you tell me about the woman that called your store inquiring about uh... where... <laughs> nah, nah, fuck it. I'm here now. What'd, um, you, what'd you tell me? Well, no, I called you, and I thought it was funny because this happens uh, every so often, but a lot of people, they will call or just come up to the store and ask, like, where was our product made? And if it's made in China, them people do not want to fuck with it. They do not want to fuck with it. And the thing is, is just like, 
everything is made in China. Like I don't, you can't get away from this shit. China, Taiwan, Japan. Yeah, stop playing with me. Stop it. Everything is made there. Like, come on, everything's made overseas, and you know why? Because it's cheaper for labor. So if you want everything, everything in your house to be made in America, you better be ready to pay for it, because you're gonna get taxed. My point with this is. <clears throat> Clearly, this hasn't been a thing since, you know, COVID, because like I told you before, there have been people in certain parts of the country that find an Asian person on the side of the road, roll their window down. By the way, don't nobody know. People don't know. People do not have a keen enough eye to tell the difference between Japanese, Chinese, Korean, like Taiwanese. Nah. Like, people don't. I, I sure don't. Yeah, like the <laughs> average person, the lay person does not know, but they just roll their window down and just scream out, oh, you gave us COVID. You brought this upon us. Uh-huh. You again, just tribalism. And 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 you know what's all right. Cause let me do my due diligence. Here's what's beautiful about the tribalism. Here, Cause let me, I, I really want to break this down. Because it all stems from people wanting to be loved and understood. We just want connection, which is why people are all depressed sitting on social media all day. Listen, whether it's that or you trying to just get in a pocket of people that want to kill another pocket of people. You know, if you've, hey, listen, if you out there playing The Last of Us or Last of Us Part 2, you understand what I'm talking about. Hey. If you're just a part of a pocket of people that just want to kill the other people because you don't have the pieces of the puzzle as to why they do what they do, which is why I'm always preaching, understanding more, expanding your consciousness and trying to read a little bit about someone that you haven't grown up with. Right. Just read a little bit about them. Figure out why they praise the God that they praise, or why they eat the foods that they eat. Why they treat, you know, patients with the medicines that they do. Just just try. Just try to learn. I know it's different. I know you might get a little culture shock because you might be a little bitch. But just <laughs> try the fuck out. I promise you, life gets much cooler when you understand more. I promise. It's much, much cooler. You become so much more of an interesting person. Now, I'm sick of people acting like this world is not a whole just because we have these bodies of water that distance us from one another and not even that sometimes it's just the delineation of state lines right or country lines that have people at war it's insane but at the heart of it people want to be a part of something they want to feel like they're accepted and loved by people and when they find that now they willing to ride with them what i was telling you before we got on this call see murder fuck them other niggas because i'm down with my niggas what if you know you know but it's that sort of mentality that honestly may have been a cool song back then. We need to get away from it. <laughs> we we got to get away from it, honestly. It, it, we have to start seeing people as a whole. So for someone to be calling up there, oh, it's from China? Oh, not fucking with it. I was hoping that it was made from some people that look a little bit more like me. So I'm thinking Italy. Like, <laughs> like, like no. The quality no. is so much better there. Bitch, you've been buying stuff from China your whole life. I don't want to no hear that. Now it's now it's a change. Now it's a difference, right? Because you're getting a little bit of that Trump juice on you. Uh-huh. <laughs> you're getting a little bit. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Like, stop, stop playing with me. Stop, stop playing with me. And this isn't me going into some political tangent because I, I'm honestly sick of the fact that people make everything a political fight. Because every, so it's, not, cause it's not, every, everything's not a red or blue. Everything's not a red or blue situation. Most of these things are not red or blue situations. To be honest, it's a human, it's, it's, it's about humanity. It's, it's anthropological is what I'm trying to say. So 
we have to stop looking at other people like they are them. No, they are us. <laughs> they are us. <laughs> nigga, spin. <laughs> Mars, nigga. <laughs> Mars. <laughs> oh, man, I came here all one today. <laughs> I came here all one today. But no, nah, that, that's that's truly that's truly how I feel, man. It's just it's just it's wild. People just got to open their eyes until they do. We just gonna keep running in the. We just gonna keep running into the same problems over and over because we're not acknowledging it. We just gonna keep running into it over yeah. and over, smacking our face into it, decade after decade after decade. You know what I mean? So it, you know, it's a, it's it's ultimately up to us. Yeah, it's ultimately up to us, but we have to stop looking at people as we, as, we all as we the got. opponents. We all we're, we got. We're all they, they, there. You go. There you go. We are all we got. That's that's pretty much what it comes down to. Jeez, Louise, man! Like the cultures in this in the school system, like you were just talking about, being so segregated like that, as though American history and Black American history are two are, separate are, things, are two like, different subjects, is appalling to me. It's appalling to me. And if maybe you're saying that there's not enough time to teach, I'm calling bullshit on that. You take because, history every because, year because we've been over here. Just as long. Y'all had to bring somebody over here to build all this shit for you. Yeah. To, to set the infrastructure for you. After y'all done killed off the Native Americans. So you had uh-huh. you had to have somebody come do this. So we've been here. We're we're we are the history. Yep. Stop. You don't have to take them apart. We're a part of the history. Yep. Stop playing with me. We tuned yep. in. Where the books at? Where the textbooks at? America, the, America would be nothing like it is. Had they not gotten four hundred years of free labor from you, our ancestors, what are you? It would be nothing. What? What does that even sound like? I mean, think about it. I mean, bro, come, just that's, think about what you just. That's, I know. Let, that's crazy. Let's just have, a, let's have a, a five second moment of silence so people can think about what you just said. America would be nothing like it is had they not gotten four hundred years of free labor. And we're back. Let me explain to you something. <laughs> <laughs> These. Mad of these cultures don't need to be broken up with like l- broken up like that. When I talk, when I talk to my my Latin brothers and sisters, all right, there seems to be a disconnect there too. There seems to be a disconnect there too. We're we're, we're not understanding the Latin community, or there. Sometimes I've been hearing them talk shit about us. Oh, you know, lazy ass, lazy ass negros. Uh. You know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Negros perezosos, just lazy, lazy ass niggas. You know what I'm saying? Pretty much. Maybe we're just tired in our DNA. Well, <laughs> <laughs> niggas is tired, all right? Niggas, it's, it's been ingrained deep in the DNA. Niggas is tired now. Niggas just have we, a... We, we strong and we tired. <laughs> niggas just have an, an, an inherent lethargic, lethargic <laughs> nature in us now. That's fucking hilarious. But, but it's like, if, if, if we could intertwine these cultures more in the teachings, which we do not, People uh-huh. would understand we come from a lot of the same. This the triangular slave trade didn't just take you from you know we didn't just come bring the boats down from Europe, take shit from Africa, and just drop us off in Jamestown, nigga. Do your research. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't just there was mad places we were brought. They're mad. There are mad. 
Spanish-speaking countries yep. where, where there were blacks. Dominican Republic. Blacks all grew up speaking Spanish. That's why if you, if you go to a lot of these places, yeah, you will see people that just look like you and I, Keon. They just speak Spanish now. Uh-huh. <laughs> they just speak Spanish. So there's not this, this discord, this dissonance, this dissonance, this dissonance, whatever you want to call it. This inactivity amongst the, the the cross streets, the intersecting parts of all of our natures, like people are acting like there are not more things that bring us together than that make us individual. And that is just not the case. You can be an individual and you can love your uniqueness. That's great. I want nothing more for people than that, to be able to look inside themselves and see what makes them beautiful. But you also have to understand that there are a bunch of human beings out there having the same experiences as you. Joy and happiness, sadness, confusion, enlightenment. So for you to just truly feel like in this age, in 2020, maybe I'm ahead of my time. Maybe I'm that nigga. I'm sorry. Hold on. I'm sorry. Maybe I'm just ahead of my time. Maybe I just see things a bit more clearly. Maybe I'm not giving myself and some of my friends the credit that we deserve of being open-minded, right? Yeah. And, see, and, just, and just seeing things in a, in a more beautiful and full way, yep. a, a richer way, because when you see things fuller, it's richer. Not so black and white. Exactly. Again, I've said it before. You brought it back today. I'm going to bring it back this second. The podcast of spectrum is what this is. There will always be a spectrum here. So just just try to tap into that. Try to try to get in tune with it as best you can. If this was a start for you, or this has just been another one of the stepping stones, the words that I'm saying, the words that Keon is saying, this episode, if this helps in any sort of way, shape, form, fashion, th- it, I mean, th- that's it for me. That's it for us. That's all. That's all we're here to do. That's it. We out here, just trying to enlighten. That's yeah, it. because yeah, because I'm not gonna preach this shit and not live it myself. Like that's not me. I'm too. I'm. Uh, I'm too. Quote unquote woke for that. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not doing that. I'm not about to live in a way where the things that I say and the things that I do are incongruous. Like mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not living that way. There'd be no way for me to just brush my teeth and wash my face and look at myself in the mirror afterwards and not feel disgust. Try to try to go to sleep and not have nightmares about how clearly this this I don't know this version of myself that I'm putting out there for people to listen to is just not at all what I'm embodying. I can't live like that. Mm-hmm. That's that's not me. And I'm hoping that y'all can't either. I'm hoping y'all can't either. I hope that y'all stand by your words and I hope that your words mean something when you say them. I hope you're intentional. I hope that you're attentive to things that's going on out there whether it's in your life or your neighbor's life. Honestly, we have to come together. We have to come together. It sounds like some cliche fucking John Lennon, hippy-dippy, Jimi Hendrix, Martin Luther King, whatever, whoever you want it, we, it has to happen. That's why it's been being said for so long. We don't have the remedy. We're just choosing not to take it. Mad motherfuckers, they go to the doctor and the doctor tell them, hey, you should probably take this. And then they don't take it. And then they end up sicker than they were before. <laughs> Cause they don't follow what the doctor's orders were. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> we don't been had the doctor's orders. 
Dr. Martin Luther King, by the way. <laughs> we've been had the orders. We've been had the remedy. We've had the medication. We've had the information. We've had the wisdom. We're just choosing not to be wise with it. Wisdom, acting upon knowledge. We're just choosing not to do it and negate it. And that's why we keep running into the fucking wall head first. But all right, all right, now I'm chilling. <laughs> now I'm chilling. Now I'm chilling. I feel like we've honestly done enough. I mean, what what do you have for us, man? I um, want to leave on a strong note here. What do you got for us? What, like any last words or just in general? Anything, anything. Um, we all one, so we can just, do whatever. <laughs> I just think that um, there's a lot of shit happening in the world these days. Um, and like Earl said, you have to be able to look at it from different perspectives. Um, and it, that's really the only way that we're going to come to understand each other and alleviate all this hatred in the world. Like it's really baffling to me that when it barrels down, a lot of this hatred is due to the pigmentation of one's skin. <sighs> like get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Are you serious? Uh... Like niggas can't just be they, we can't just look, we can't simply look different without being judged for it or Can stereotyped I for it. Like, Can I live? I just don't think it has to be that serious um, because that's, that's all this is, man. This is, this is the beginning of the race war. Now, that doesn't mean that people are going to be, it's not, I'm not talking like a civil war, like people are going to be out here one side versus the other shooting and killing. I mean, that's, that's what's happening, but not right. on the battlefield. Yeah. So that's this is the beginning of the race war. This is the civil rights part, uh, you know, the civil rights movement part two. Um, a lot of people are out here just generally fighting for what they believe in on two different sides. And that's all cool. But the thing is, is it's still two different sides. But there's only one fucking earth here for us to be on together. We got to be together. Everybody got to come together. That's hey. all I'm saying, man. Hey. Because not a, like we're like we're 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 destroying humanity. Like we're we really are destroying humanity. Um and ain't none of this shit gonna get cleaned up unless we all just really sit down and have a conversation and ask each other why these things are happening. Why do you choose to feel this way? Why do you choose to act this way? Why do you hate me so much <laughs> and people that look like me? Well, listen, this is this is people's issue with uh, artificial intelligence. And when that comes along in its in its full, full stead, you know what I mean? Like when it when it fully matures into whatever it is we're really trying to get it to do, that's people's that's a lot of the uh, sort of hesitation around it is, well, we are killing each other off mad different ways. Mm -hmm. We're killing the earth. So if we're trying to make some artificial intelligence that's going to be way more knowledgeable than us and can get can grasp any bit of information from any point in time that they want at any given point in time and understand it and compute it all at once there's a little bit of a of a hesitation right of a furtive glance coming from the artificial intelligence looking over at us like well, y'all niggas the problem. Yeah. So whether it was iRobot or Eagle Eye with fucking Shia LaBeouf or any of these fucking movies, mm -hmm. y'all are the issue. Let's get y'all the fuck out of here. Yep. We can start a new race that's going to do well by this world that isn't just going to kill themselves over these, these small scruples. 
Mm-hmm. That you guys are, you know what I mean, worried about. Like, yeah, we not because because we updated. Y'all don't made us. We've surpassed you. We're not killing people over the fact that their skin is five shades darker than yours. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we not doing that. We gonna make it. We gonna make a healthy Earth. I don't know what y'all was on, but now that y'all created us, fuck y'all, killing y'all, getting y'all out of here, <laughs> or, or we might just make y'all our slaves. Right now, now, right now, everybody is slave. So how how you like that? Yep, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. And that would be a wild plot twist for us all. Dog uh, man, put that into the American history books. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, man. Uh, so so were those your last words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my, I'll tell you what. My last words since we we I was just pumping through this whole thing. What I will say, no whoa. What I will say is, <laughs> <laughs> if you are actively Dating a woman with a black widow symbol on her nails or on her person at all, especially if it's a tattoo, you need to run away immediately. She is going to kill you (laughs) in one way, shape, form, fashion or another. It's it's not it's not going to be a happy ending. I'll put it that way. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's what I got for the people, Uh, man. Real quick note. Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, man. Rest, Rest in, peace, in peace to Chadwick Rad, Boseman. Rest in peace to Chadwick Boseman, the man the himself. Man. The man, not his characters. No, no. The man himself and what it is he brought to the people through yep. through, through yes. his characters. Yeah, just, general, just yes. being able to fight through what he was going through and accomplish all the things that he was able to accomplish during that time is truly amazing. And I think that that's just a true superhero right there. I love it. That was beautiful. I couldn't have said it any better. Episode 25. Let's get it. Thank you all for listening in.